Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Yet another. I don't know how many of these there have been written in the last 13 and a half years, but yet another uh, titled, yet another story titled Bitcoin is dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Crypto is dead. Not, Not just Bitcoin is dead now. Now it's all of cryptocurrency. Press F to pay respects. According to uh, some guy at the Some Spectator. lunatic who doesn't know what he's talking about and who, you know, sees the, the fall of everything across the board from stocks to cryptocurrency, probably mm. not gold. I haven't looked at the price of gold. And if it's down, it's probably Gold's not. Gold's all right. It's at 1850 Is that right down now? or up? I mean, it's been floating it around that for a while. Okay. But I mean, stocks are down. Cryptocurrencies are all, all almost all down. It's yeah. It's not surprising. This is what it's a pe- bloodbath right now. Yeah, this is what people do when they panic about their their money supply. They they pull out of things. They pull out of their investments. So all of the people who are leaving Bitcoin and stocks and stuff right now, they're people who were comfortable two years ago with buying cryptocurrency or buying stocks or something. Now they're like, oh God, the economy's about to collapse. I need some actual cash. Mm. So it's not surprising that this is going to happen. And, you know, it's going to rubber band in the opposite direction. Whenever the price takes a dip, or a large dip in this case, it's a fit, good more than 50% dip uh, at this point, because it hit $68,000 late last year. I think it was like November or something like that. Uh, so it has gone pretty high. And now 30000 seems quite low by comparison. But the reality is, prior to, uh, you know, last year, $30,000 was a record high. That's a really you know? good point. I mean, Bitcoin is only down if you look at it within a certain context. If you Correct. if you widen that view just a little bit and say, "Oh, it's still, you know, four times what it was 2 years ago." So it's still doing good, yeah. I I would suggest. However, yeah, 2 years ago it was I don't know. I don't have the exact number here. I'm looking at the Bitcoin ticker widget. It uh I think was 2 years ago 10, it would have been about 8, 9,000, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's way up compared to that. It's all relative, right? And yeah. I think it's going to recover. I, I don't think it has really much of a choice but to recover. I know a lot of people are proclaiming, you know, NFTs are dead. Cryptocurrency is dead. It's no longer exciting. People can no longer make billions upon billions of dollars. Well, yeah, they are. And I mean, they can. And that's why the people out there who know what they're doing are buying it while you panic sellers are selling it. We've seen this before again and again. Crypto dips, sometimes big time. People freak out, they act like it's the end of the world, and then, in some cases, it takes a couple of years. Like, it it usually doesn't, like, jump back up to $70,000 next week. It could. Well, I'm damn near ham. I've been off the grid for 20 years. I'm running off solar panels and batteries here. That's great. Talking to you on an old flip phone. But anyway, um, you guys were talking about the fluctuations in Bitcoin and panic in the market and whatnot. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dave Ramsey. He's like the money guru on the radio. I've heard of him, yeah. And, and he's also anti-Bitcoin. Well, he probably is, but most people that are old school, I mean, it, it seems like fairy dust to us. Mm. But anyway, um, the thing is, is the stock market has, let's say, a 100-year history since the crash at 29. All right? Yep. Close enough. Just about. So there's a track record. And... Uh, in a 10-year period, the losses, the, the gains have always been more substantial than the losses. 
Mm-hmm. So it's always gone up much more than the inflation rate and yada, yada, yada. So, but the thing is, is Bitcoin doesn't have a long enough track record to really judge it unless you want to break it down to, hell, I don't know, two and a half year quadrants or something. No, but the last decade of Bitcoin is extremely promising. It was the asset of the decade, I believe, for 2010 to 2019, 2020. I don't know exactly how they measure decades. There's some weirdness there with millennia and centuries and decades and how they start and when they end. Ross Clark says that crypto is dead. Not just Bitcoin is dead, but crypto is dead. When Britain voted for Brexit, he says Macron, that's the Paris or the... French president boasted that Paris would eat the city of London's lunch. It didn't quite work out that way, with most league tables continuing to put London as the number one or two financial center, with not a single EU city in the top ten. Emmanuel Macron's government has now announced that it has invited Binance, a crypto exchange site, to set up a European headquarters in Paris. You have to ask, has Macron leapt on a bandwagon which has already started to lose its wheels? The warning sign for cryptocurrencies is not so much that they have crashed, Bitcoin is down 50% from its peak last November, but that they have become boring. Bitcoin has suffered many a crash. That's a, that's a good thing. You, you can't have it both ways. People out there saying that Bitcoin is dead because it's too volatile or people aren't, you know, or because it's unpredictable and then say Bitcoin is dead because... I, I don't he remember said it's boring. It, because it's boring, yes. Yeah. So it's either have got a long enough history to have become boring, or mm. it's still new and exciting. Uh, I don't think this guy really knows what he's talking about. I mean, you and I are kind of on the outside of cryptocurrency right now, as you mentioned earlier. Sadly. Ario, and it really, it hurts. Uh, this is one of the worst bail conditions I've ever been under to not be able to do something that is essentially part of my calling. The NFT market hasn't gone completely away, but it will. The, the cra- I think I think it's well, going to go oh, mostly away. Uh, as far as the, the craze is continuing, there's still a bunch of late comers that are jumping on board. Like you're talking about this local business owner. I mean, he's over a year. I don't know when the NFT thing craze started. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Uh, but you know, he's a little bit late to the party. A little. Uh, so, you know, you can still put an NFT out there. You can still put it up for auction or whatever, and maybe it'll sell, but you're not going to get, you know, millions of dollars for your average NFT. In fact, many of the NFTs or non-fungible tokens that have been sold for hundreds of thousands, if not millions are trying to be resold and they're not even coming close they're right. lucky to get $10,000 out of a $2 million purchase. And I hate so. NFTs. I hate everything about them. However, just a month ago, they were the most exciting thing that anyone was talking about. Yeah. That, that was all people were talking about. The NFT thing. They loved it. They were super excited. It was going to be great. And a month later, all crypto is dead, according to this guy. It's boring. Yeah. They, they won't come up with a new NFT or anything like that. No. It's just going to die now with a whimper or a sigh. Well, he's saying it's boring, and I think, honestly, he doesn't know why a lot of us find Bitcoin exciting in the first place. I'm not sure why he thought it wasn't boring previously. I mean, you have to expect that Bitcoin is a volatile asset. It does not have... Uh, the market has not officially you know, set any kind of stable price for Bitcoin. It does not stay... At one particular price. A recession hits, people freak out, they want cash. They want the, the money they know and trust, stupidly, granted, yeah. because they don't know any better. The but market the, isn't always smart. No, but the USD, those paper dollars, that's the money they know and that they trust. And they're going to learn the hard way that that trust is badly misplaced.
He says, so cryptocurrencies are no longer making anyone rapid fortunes. Well, that's not the point. I just want to point out, yes, there have been some people who have purchased some cryptocurrency only to have it shoot up, whether it was a pump and dump scheme that they were involved in or they just got lucky on something and it just they just happened to get in before it went up. That is very uncommon. That is not the purpose behind cryptocurrency. It is just one of the symptoms of the way a volatile market uh, of these you know, new assets is going to work. For people that are in this, with what I mentioned before, dollar cost averaging, they're not going all in into one crypto all at once. They're not taking their entire life savings and dropping it onto Bitcoin one day and then hoping it works out. The smart buyers are going in little by little at a time over every week like you were talking about with it with a paycheck automatically they're going in for you know 10 percent of their paycheck or whatever i've been getting casted at work because people ask me questions and i just typically answer hey i'm an anarchist what do you think the answer is um and so people have been like casting me about bitcoin stuff so i bought some bitcoin the other day paycheck came in and instead of buying silver or ammo i bought bitcoin cool um and so I'm pretty happy about that. But question for you about the value of Bitcoin, because uh, it's still very confusing. Um, sure. Do you think that part of the reason that Bitcoin shoots up and down in price the way it does is because it's not government-backed, therefore governments don't have a reason to protect its value? I mean, that's an interesting uh, you know, theoretical thing. Certainly there's no... If there's manipulation in the world of Bitcoin, it is certainly not being done by the usual suspects, right? Like the bankers are not involved. And governments have never done a very good job of protecting currencies. No, but but he is pointing out – I think it's right to point out that there's manipulation involved in, say, uh, the price of gold. Uh, so there's been a lot of allegations for a long time that the bankers and these people that will sell you gold on paper – are lying to you. The numbers are definitive and they are clear that the U.S. dollar is becoming worth less in buying power every single month. And it always has. I mean, they've always been inflating the the money supply as long as they've taken they, as long as since they took the gold value or the gold backing uh, away from the the U.S. dollar. So the gold uh, went away completely. I believe it was 1971. I think Richard Nixon got rid of uh, whatever gold standardization there was. And so, yes, that is one factor, Stephen. And then another factor is what is the market valuing Bitcoin at? So Bitcoin has climbed much faster than the rate of inflation, as we just explained a few moments ago, compared to April of 2020, when people went and got that $1,200 check from the government. If you had bought $1,200 worth of Bitcoin with that full amount of that check, it would be worth over $5,500 today. So that is way more than what the uh, the pace of inflation has been since. Then. Yeah, that's a 400% plus increase. It's about 360, I think, is what it, what it said. But yeah, it's, it's tremendous. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. 
Thank you. Do I, they not realize how ridiculous they have to sound proclaiming that crypto is dead or Bitcoin well, is dead? They're not talking to you and me. So okay. they're talking to the old financial audience, the people who still read newspapers, you know, the people out there who are just they're not going to change their ways likely they probably weren't persuaded to get on board with cryptocurrency in the first place and now they are feeling justified right now it's like aha we knew it we knew this was going to fail we knew this was a scam it's a ponzi scheme it's a you know fill in the blank all the different insults on the subject of bitcoin obituaries there are a number of websites evidently on 99bitcoins.com declares that it's been dead 400 plus times however wow that is by people submitting articles that say Bitcoin is dead. So right. that's not an automatic process. So it's probably a bit outdated. There's also BitcoinIsDead.org. Oh, cool. Which seems to actually have more updated information, but I don't know because it's it, it's presented in confusing ways. <laughs> and with graphs and stuff like that, that's going to take a minute to actually process. However, 2021... 41 alleged Bitcoin deaths, uh, 45, if you believe, Cointelegraph. So, I mean, this is this is the same. Just last year, they declared it dead 45 different times while it was stronger than ever through most of last year. I got to agree with you, uh, Aria, on your point about fostering peace. Of course, that's the reason why, prim- primary reason why the Shire Free Church got into uh, helping foster the idea of Bitcoin because it is directly affecting the the ability for the individual to save themselves to save and uh, keep their hands from being bloodied by touching the evil war monies of the world the fiat currencies like the dollar like the euro like the the ruble uh you know you fill in the blank the russian ruble for instance so giving people an alternative something that the bankers cannot do anything about the bankers do not make any money off of Whereas normally if you were to send a financial transaction prior to Bitcoin, some banker is going to get the, get a piece of that. And then the government's going to get a piece of it later on. And well, what people like, don't realize is that these banks, that their, their pockets are heavy on both sides of the, the equation here. The, the Wells Fargo was heavily invested. The, the George W. Bush's, all of these, all of these major banks, they, they have tons of Nazi gold. Yeah. That, that's the most obvious example, right? Sure. And, but it was true. And they funded both sides of wars. Yeah, and, and, like they, and they benefited no matter which side won. He goes on, he says, they are clearly little more than a pyramid scheme. Machines for redistributing wealth from players who are late into the gold rush to those who were early. It occurs to me that, you know, cryptocurrency, you know, the the more prominent ones that, uh, you know, I've shown to be able to back up their claims and stuff like that. That that, that 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 this is you know a huge risk to uh, to to governments. I you know I mean you know all of us in in the liberty movement uh, you know migration that's going on are are people that 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 get that 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 uh, governments have been overpowered. They've been they've been given you know, carte blanche and no accountability and all of this stuff and all, you know, and, and, and they've been lying through the, 
get off mainstream media. And, mm-hmm. I mean, and certainly the on- and the cryptocurrency world is an excellent way of addressing those concerns. I mean, just the last year and a half or so where I haven't even been allowed to use cryptocurrency. If I was to able to just jump back in the cryptocurrency world right now, there, there's so much of a backlog there for me to learn. Like Cardano and Solara and all of these other coins, they, they weren't even getting talked about. The school board in Croydon, right. uh, New Hampshire, which had had a huge success, or at least what people thought was a success, has been reversed. A few months ago, a free stater went to the town meeting or the school board meeting or whatever and proposed that they cut the ba- uh, the budget in half from the school board. And he came with a persuasive argument. He came with graphs and a flyer for all the people in attendance and persuaded the people at this meeting to vote to cut the school budget in half, which was an amazing <laughs> thing. That is amazing. Right? And then what happened was the statists in town doubled their activity, uh, tripled or quadrupled it or whatever, and they found a they found a loophole. Uh, they found a way to call a special meeting to undo what happened at the town meeting, and they called that special meeting, and they got more than half of the town's voters to show up at this meeting. You had to get at least half, and they got way more than half, and they got like three hundred and thirty something votes to two votes to undo that uh that ballot measure so the full ballot the full budget is back in place it's a major setback uh for the activism there in uh the town of croydon which had had sort of been this this glimmering you know lamp of liberty right here in new hampshire is this example of uh, all these free staters had moved into town and that's where bardo farms are and there's been all these wonderful stories coming out from their school it's still board. a wonderful story though because it shows that you know that's probably where we've been most successful in creating a situation where the status had to come out in numbers and mm-hmm. push back. But they did. That's the problem. We're not there yet. I just wanted to mention about all the stupid things that people do to camp out and wait and stand in line to do all these dumb things. Like what? Like, like concerts. Concerts. Like, like, like Concerts and sports, um, watching uh, games, right? Sports games, football games, baseball games. So let me interject here real quick, Sarah, because I've seen this sort of thing on on television shows, but having gone to a large number of musical events and concerts, not really so many sporting events, I've never actually seen anyone camping out to go to one of these things. Are you just talking about people standing in any old line, or are you talking about camping out? No, I'm talking about camping out, and I know they camp out to vote, like in the Carolinas or something like that. Wow, what a waste they have, of like, time. A big well, I mean, that's what it's amazing. I mean, but actually, I, I think it does make sense. They get so excited. They have a rally. They have a party. They have a music. And they Who have gets speakers. excited to vote? Well, Total losers. they pay them um, a chicken dinner. I think there's a chicken dinner behind all this. Somebody pays for it to do all That's this. illegal, by the way, to pay people to vote. Just so you know, Sarah, if somebody's paying you to vote, they're committing uh, probably a felony. Do you have a favorite band or uh, one of your, one of your favorites? No, I enjoy a good instrumental. I instrumental. enjoy a lot of music. Okay. Yeah, um, and then I Can used you to name play an piano, instrumental? Instrumental, a lot of, I, I really... I, I listen to a lot of songs on the radio, and, and they're just incredible how they come up with. Um, it takes a lot of talent. Can to you think of a band name or a uh, somebody who produced one of the instrumentals that you've enjoyed? Like I don't even listen to classical music, but no, I could no, name one. 
No, I, I mean, I, I know a couple of bands, but I, I don't really have a particular bet. But I was in the Breaking Bad store here, and I heard them. You were in the Breaking music. Bad store? Can you just yeah, name a heard... band, like in, in, any a band who's ever existed in human history? Can you just name <laughs> one? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that the music to this Breaking oh Bad movie was really very creative. I was like, is this the Breaking Bad movie music? Okay, so, so you can hear, when you hear music, you can appreciate the creativity, but in your entire life, you cannot think of one band name that you've ever heard of. No, I heard I heard a, a lot of the bands. Can like, you name uh, one? The, well, the, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put the name, the... Well, Axel Rose, Sons and Roses. All right, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sarah. Wow, that was painful, man. If all you consider cryptocurrency to be is an investment vehicle, then you might have an argument there. That is to say that people that got in early certainly will do better than people that got in late, right? Like if you got in, it's always true. Yeah, if you got in when crypto was a dollar, when Bitcoin was a dollar. And now it's thirty thousand dollars. Well, <laughs> I can't even imagine. You've done very, very well for yourself. Yeah, right. Thirty thousand times what it was originally. You're investing. If, on the other hand, you get in at thirty thousand dollars and it only goes to three hundred thousand before it never goes higher, right? Because as I said, at some point, Bitcoin will stop going up. Likely, if it ever finds its sort of market level, or if it ever gets that equilibrium where people are like, "Yeah, I think Bitcoin should be worth this," and the market just believes something about it, I don't know if it ever will happen. I tend to think it will reach a point where the fluctuations are are so minor stays that, within a range of yeah. something. So if it ever does get to that, let's say three hundred thousand is the top, well, you've only ten xed, right? Only. I mean, that's still great, right? Like for anybody that that can pull off a 10x on an investment that's that's pretty awesome but obviously it's nothing like getting in at, at a dollar or, or ten dollars and for the record i think that it's going to be way beyond three hundred thousand. you know i can't make predictions i don't know what's going to happen in the future but based on the 21 million uh that could ever exist of bitcoin and the mm-hmm. the fact that there's like eight trillion people in the world right now it's already true that if you have 0.27 bitcoins you own more Bitcoin than 99. You're in the top 1%. Of Bitcoin holders? Yes. The peace aspect and the individual empowerment aspect of cryptocurrencies. Those are the reasons why. Cutting out the middleman in any business deal. If you can cut out the middleman, you're doing better, right? You're getting a better yeah. deal. You're getting closer to the manufacturer. You're getting a better price, etc. Better service. And so it's important to do that. And so that's what's happening here. That's the product. The product is the ability to be able to send value point to point directly without having to ask permission, without having any middleman who can shut you down and say, no, you can't do that. Oh, we say you can't. I'm sorry, ma'am. We're just not going to be able to service you today. Oh, you didn't fill out the right forms. You didn't jump through all these hoops. Oh, you don't have the fee to pay this? $30? Sorry, we can't help you. I mean, most people have never dealt with banks on that level. To be fair, the average person has never had to deal with the bank saying, oh, well, we're not actually going to process your payment. They they see the sign that says if you deposit a check after mm-hmm. 2 p.m., it won't actually be credited till tomorrow. But the, the, there's no ramification of that. It has no direct effect on them. They know banks are slow and they're tedious and yep. they're silly, but it doesn't affect them on a real world basis. Eventually, it will, because we're already seeing now where the average transaction that has to be re- reported is down to $600, $600 now, yeah. from 10000 yeah, So th- your, your little $500 paycheck is very soon going to be one of these things that you deposit it, and it's actually legitimately not available until the next day. Now they're going to tell the government about all that stuff. Apple workers are storming barriers and are fighting guards 
who are trying to keep them locked down at work. And this is something that I saw recently. I don't know if the factory was in Shanghai, but I saw that one of Musk's companies, Elon Musk's, one of them was going to open up a factory somewhere in China. Tesla, I think. And the rules were that the factory workers would have to stay there in what they're calling a closed system. So they would have to work there and live there because wow. of, because of COVID-19. And that's what we have here at the Apple factory now. And I remember seeing then the, the crazy libertarians who are all about Musk were saying things like, well, this isn't so bad. Most of them would probably rather be at work all the time instead of spending time <laughs> at home in their apartments or whatever. And it just struck me how delusional, how insane one must be to make a statement like that. Like, I don't mind working, but there isn't anyone on the planet who would rather, like, you know, wants I'd to rather, stay 24-7 yeah. for an entire month or something like that. I mean, there are some people that get into a job knowing that they don't get to go home for weeks. So I, I'm thinking of uh, this guy I used to know. He's a free stater. Uh, he lives in the North Country. And he he was one of those people that worked on a ship, right? And that ship okay. is out like, for months at a time. Cruise it's, employees, oil rig employees, those yeah, sorts of things. Yeah, it's not a cruise in his case. He actually worked an unusual job. He worked on one of those fiber optic laying ships, where they've got like a huge spool of fiber optic cable that they just slowly go across the ocean, you know, and they right. lay fiber optic internet. The factory had been operating under strict government mandated isolation rules. Bloomberg report that a closed loop system meant staff were required to sleep at nearby accommodation instead of at home. And from what I've read about similar stories, the nearby accommodation is like, oh, no, you have to stay in this hotel across the street or something like that. Oh, no. We said that the room back here with a bunch of beds. Yeah. got cots. Some had been trying to return to their dormitories to rest when they were denied exit from the factory. Wow. And chaos soon followed. The unrest had reportedly died down by Friday morning, but the riot has impacted the factory's output of Mac Pro... MacBook Pro deliveries. Uh oh. Those poor Mac lovers. What are they going to do? The site is operating at 30% capacity. Wow. Due to the recent disruption. Sweeping lockdown measures have led to major protests against China across China over recent months, particularly in Shanghai. The country's strict zero COVID strategy implemented since the beginning of the pandemic, but a little over two years ago, well, to about two and a half years ago, based on China. Yep. And it has not resulted in zero COVID, has resulted in repeated lockdowns and stringent quarantine measures. Typically, criticism of the communist Chinese government is rare, well, because they will they will kill you and your family, or at least throw you in prison and threaten to throw your family in prison if you speak out against them. One local staged a protest by placing his empty fridge on his balcony last month yeah that was weeks ago that was in the the early days of this i put emphasis on month because i'm losing faith in this journalism outlet rapidly because they put moment that they they clearly typed this on their phone which auto corrected month to moment oh and no editor seems to have caught that the journalist doesn't seem to have caught that as residents report struggling to find enough to eat well, they're having to forage for food and stuff like that, which isn't there in the first place because there is no food. Sure. You can get deliveries on occasion, uh, but actually, as we're going to learn here in a few moments... Isn't it like rotten when it comes sometimes. in? Sometimes. Horrifying. A lot of it. Horrifying stuff, man. Moldy. I mean, this is... 
in Shanghai, wasn't this the place where the, the dogs were cut loose and they were eating cats and then they started eating each other because they, they, they had nothing else to eat? There's video of them attacking a cat, a gang of dogs in the streets uh, attacking and toying with and murdering a, a cat. There have been reports of starvation after 26 million people were locked in their homes in the city. The more horrific video is where the Chinese agents uh, in their full hazmat suits are going around and uh, killing and abducting dogs off the streets. There's more more than one of those videos. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more. All for free at freetalklive.com.